Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 103, looking at Joshua chapter 17 and 18, Acts chapter 5 in the first 16 verses, and then Psalm 44. Let us first head into the book of Joshua, and you get a real sense of urgency in the words of Joshua in chapter 17. He says, How long will we wait before we take that blessing of the promised land? How long will we argue, discuss, doubt, question and plan? Joshua's words is, it is time. Let us finish with this discussion and let us get on to the plan of God and take what he has given to us. Essentially, Joshua wants to take the people of God into the promised land. Now, churches can often be slow at really just about everything. We want to hear from everyone, know how everyone feels, make sure we've tested the ground. And then because one thing might not be quite right, we head back to the drawing board and start all over again. I wonder, do we need a Joshua to say, come on, God has delivered into our hands opportunity after opportunity. Let us not miss it by being slow and cautious. Let us trust our Lord and jump feet first. I wonder, would we see kingdom work done in our time if we took this attitude? Certainly worth thinking about and challenging ourselves to really consider what are we called to do in the name of Jesus and why are we not doing it? Let's head into the book of Acts. With the early church expanding at a rapid pace, not all were happy with the situation. You see, the new believers had totally bought into a life sold out for Jesus. They cared not for their possessions or their finances. They knew that the Lord would take care of them and as they helped others, the Lord would provide for their needs. However, we have this couple, Ananias and Sapphira. You get the sense that they begrudgingly sold their land. Rather than tell the apostles the actual price they sold it for, they said a price less than what they had sold it for. And through this, they were able to keep some of the proceeds for themselves. You see, there is a couple of issues here. They were reluctant givers. They looked to see what they could get away with not giving. They looked at the very least that they could get away with. Second, they were deceptive in how they went about it, not telling the truth and hiding the real information. Thirdly, and I think most importantly, they did not have the faith that the Lord would provide. They needed their own savings. They needed their own nest egg, just in case the Lord did not come through for them. As Peter shows, the Lord was not pleased with this behaviour. In fact, this couple didn't even see the end of the day. Their lives were immediately removed from them. Their deception, lack of faith and self-interest cost them their lives. Now, applying that to our own lives, this is a really scary but important reality. Are we risking our lives with our own deceptions, lack of faith and promotion of self-interest? God takes sin seriously. Therefore, so should we. God sees our deception. He knows when our motives are for ourselves and he knows when we lack faith in him. As Jonah found out, there is no way to run away from God. What do you need to repent from today? What motives are questionable? What have you decided out of self-interest rather than the purpose of God? I would encourage you to come to our Saviour and repent, for he is faithful and just to forgive. Repenting means to turn away. It means not to do these things again. Don't be like this couple and risk everything on something worldly. Instead, do put all your eggs in one basket. Put them with Jesus and truly commit to his ways. Finally, we have Psalm 44. This psalm is split into two halves, but before getting to that, I want us to rest on verse 1 for a moment. It was common practice, in fact, it was a command for the people of Israel to tell the generations of what God had done for them. Every child, every teenager, every adult would have heard time and time again the stories of God and his faithfulness. And there's a real challenge here. 
Are we telling our children about Jesus? Or are we just assuming that's something they'll hear in Sunday school? As parents, as uncles and aunts, as grandparents, we need to proactively talk about Jesus, his word and salvation in his name. As a father of three girls, we encourage them to ask questions. We want to take every opportunity for them to know what God has to say, what the word of God teaches and how we are to go to Jesus in all things. Now back to the psalm. This psalm reads slightly odd. The first half remembers God, recounts of his blessing and his faithfulness. But the second half reads as a complaint. Where is God now? Why are his people rotting away and facing evil after evil? Essentially, the people of God had stopped being faithful, so the blessing had been removed from them, and so the complaint comes. Where are you? Show yourself. Now, this can often happen in the church. Rather than look at the sin within and seeking forgiveness from it, the church can often point the finger and start complaining. Do we not need to remember, therefore, what we have told the generations? Jesus died for us. It's no longer I who live, but Jesus who lives within me. Does that not mean we are to be faithful, holy, and set apart? And maybe we need to not just tell the generations, maybe we need to preach to our very own souls the gospel message of Jesus. For a church on fire for Jesus is one that truly grabs hold of the word of God and lives it, breathes it, and is faithful by it. Rather than being quick to complain, let us be quick to be holy and set apart for our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray together. Father, we do thank you for our time today in the word of God. We thank you that each day we can come to your word and learn something new. Father, we praise you for men like Joshua who were so confident in your word that he was ready to take the promised land. Let us have confidence in you. Let us have confidence in salvation in Jesus. Let us have confidence in the plan of God. And Father, we pray that when we live out that plan, that we wouldn't be deceptive, We wouldn't have wrong motives. We wouldn't think of self-interest. We would rather live for Jesus wholeheartedly, for we know and trust that in him all things will work for good. And so, Father, we pray this in your name. Amen.